Hello, hello, and welcome to another Two Network Match Report with me, Adam. It's finished at the Emirates. It's finished Arsenal 2, Newcastle United nil. It was a game that we really never really got started in at all. We struggled to retain possession. Um, we happened to catch Arsenal on a pretty... Um, on a pretty slick day to be honest, Dan Ramsey quite magnificent in the middle of the park before he got his injury, but you know, he you know, he was the difference I thought in the in the, in the first half. And we really struggled to compete with what was a, a, a quality side in Arsenal. Um I, I, listen, I went I went into this game thinking a draw would be absolutely magnificent and I would take a I would have taken a nil-nil there and then. But as it turned out, you know, it's we knew we weren't gonna get a lot of possession. That's that's a given. Um, but what I didn't recall, or what I didn't sort of count on, is that we would we wouldn't do you know we'd hardly do anything when we actually did have possession, and I think that was a mixture of Arsenal, you know, really dominating that midfield, um, and I think it was a case of our front three just not being on it tonight and not having that chemistry, uh, which we'll talk about in a minute. But you know, looking at the looking at the team, the cells returned. Many didn't think that Yedlin and Almiron would play. They did. Was that was that an error? Was it not? I thought Almiron did all right. Um, I thought he was a bit more lively in this game. Um, looking to burst through, but I, I just think there was so many mistakes in our team. But passing wise, particularly, we were we were we were struggling to get out of our, our half and being pegged back by a very uh, energetic and dominant side in, in Arsenal. Um, you know, Dendouzi in the centre of the park sort of doing the Hayden role really and doing it very, very well. And obviously Ramsey, his ability to, to do the box-to-box -box thing, he he was absolutely tremendous, I thought, in, in the hour that he showed. It was... Uh, you know, he's going to a big club in Juventus in the summer and he is showing his quality, he's showing his, his, his class. Very, very good. But I think, you know, from we did well to kind of keep them at bay for as long as we did, um, given, you know, how, you know, how, you know, how dominant they were in the, those, the, those opening exchanges. And, you know, they limited us in that first half to... We had that we had that Rondon shot where he sort of headed them and barged through Socrates, which I thought was a very fair challenge and Rondon using his physicality very, very well. And you think has he not spotted Ayose Perez? It was just a you know, square it. Square it across the box, Perez has a tap in. Dead easy. But looking at the replay, he does look up. Rondon. He sees he looks up, he sees him and he still goes for the shot, which Ultimately, I mean, he got a corner out of it, but I don't think it was, I think it was hitting the post or going wide. I don't even think it was on target. Um, it might have just been sneaking in, perhaps. Um, so, you know, you look at, you look at that, that chance, and that, that's probably the big game-changer moment. I think we're always up against it. I think this was always going to be a big uphill battle, but I think, you know, a decision like that, which I'm not going to lay on Rondon's door, because you know this this defeat, we didn't get beat because Rondon didn't square it. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't subscribe to that at all. But I think some of the decision making as a collective could have been a lot better, and some of that decision making, poor decision making, did lead to a lot of errors, um, 
panicked passes out that just put us under pressure straight away and that's what it was I think the fact that Arsenal was so good in, with possession and the fact that we couldn't get out of our own half just m made it such a, a difficult task for us a huge um, challenge to to try and scrape anything out of this game and push forward and get any meaningful shots away. Like I say, it was that, that Rondon shot that might have just sneaked in the post. It's pretty much the only shot that we had that, you know, bordered on being on target. You know, you had you had Key in the uh in the second half when he came on just sort of curling one from distance and that was on the eightieth minute, you know, it's it, that wasn't we just we just didn't we didn't give them any questions to answer. None at all. And in fact, early doors we got we got away with one. Uh, we got away with a um, a corner got whipped in. Um, Diarmi couldn't get to his man at the front post. Flicked on, and there was a tussle um, whereby it was a, the Arsenal attacker was pulling back on Lejeune's shirt, and you know shirt pulled. It's 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 illegal. It's a foul. Uh, there's no there's no two ways of looking at it really. You could say, I mean, Andy Cole in the in the studio at half time was saying, well, a lot of incon it's inconsistent, isn't it? So you know that decision across all the games, so it's not a foul. And it's like, well, it is a foul. Look at the letter of the law; it's a foul. We got a we got a penalty given against us at Bournemouth, which yes, we could complain that was was soft, but looking at and, and you could complain and look at the wider context in terms of how many of those are given. But in isolation, it was a foul. Same again tonight. In isolation, you cannot pull back a player's shirt to give your team an advantage, which they scored from. And awful tracking, by the way, from Jose Perez, who, who let Ramsey go completely to tap into the back post. But that was a foul. I and mean, I have no idea why there was so much contention in, on, on the TV in the studio at half-time. Like, it's a shirt pull, it's a foul. Done. Obviously, they pushed forward. They came forward again and again. And they ended up breaching us, which was quite fortuitous in a way. It's after the half an hour mark. And, you know, Ramsey, the ball was fed to Ramsey. He flicked it around the corner very intentionally towards Lacazette, who was very um, energetic, industrious, looked very dangerous all, all night, um, if not a little bit petulant, but I thought thought he was a, a real danger tonight, for, certainly his movement. And very, very fortuitous, I thought. There was a bit of pinball in the box where it sort of... Lascelles tried to get a toy in, it bounced off Yedlin's shins, it went back through past Lascelles again. Dummett came across, Lascelles, sorry, um, and Ramsey came across on his left foot and this was it. I think there was a bit of indecision in the defending for the for this goal. There was a bit of luck with that fortuitous pinball effect um, and, and Ramsey's just met it um, perfectly. It's gone through Dummett's legs as well, which is again very hard to legislate for and you know from about 13 yards out he's placed it at pinpoint accuracy across to Bravka and in off the post. I mean he, it's the only place he could have scored and it went through one of our defenders legs. So again it's a perfect storm for us. It's it's 
it's very, very unlucky. It was indecisive, but I think it was an excellent, excellent finish from um, a man going on to going on to bigger and better things in in, in Italy uh, next season. So you, I mean, you have you're gonna have to say that they, with their dominance, they kind of they, they did deserve that. Um, and going in at half time, like I say, we'd had this Rondon effort. Going in at half time, they'd had a goal choked off correctly. They'd had a a, a, a very good goal from Ramsey, a great finish. And you've got to think that we'd probably be happy going in at 1-0. We've got to be happy given their dominance, given how well Ramsey was playing as well. Um, given that we hadn't created anything else meaningful in the in the final third. I mean, the second half wasn't much better, but at that moment in the second half, sorry, at half-time you think, we're still in this. We are still in this. Um, I thought Klasnach looked quite dangerous going forward as well and we're just getting bullied there was a few times where I thought we we tracked we tracked well and got in trying to just sort of dispossess them and there was a moment I think after about sort of 20 minutes where we started the line of engagement was quite high up about halfway through their half and we had about three or four players just you know in the faces of the defense to stop them from to stop them having the time to just play out but I think what was what was happening technically is that they, Arsenal's passing was so good tonight, in contrast to ours. Um, you know, I think ours in the end was about sixty four. Um, yeah, sixty four, sixty five, and theirs was about eighty five, eighty six. So. You know, you look at that, you look at. Um, their, 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 their ability to pass the ball very, very well and a lot better than us meant that they were able just to play out of these situations despite our pressure. So as much as I thought, oh, that's, that's quite proactive from Rafa, that's, that's positive, I think you realise that they were handling it, Arsenal, to the point that with a few triangle passes, they were able to then breach our midfield and suddenly they were on they were on the front foot and they, they were beyond the army and they were beyond Hayden and they were creating chances and, and heading, you know, hurtling at top speed towards our, our back line. So I think, I think that was probably a reason why Rafa probably called them back a little bit because had we got that wrong time after time after time, the more they get in behind, the more we're struggling. Their movement is so, so good. They're going to punish us. It sort of did that for their first goal, uh, absolutely. And But it's a difficult one, isn't it? Because you think, you know, Rafa likes to play cautiously. We all know that. Against the big six sides, when we're not very successful away. But you think, he spotted... One, you know, his game plan. He's thinking that that, there's a, that they're going to exploit us massively there. And I think, had he not then changed it back, if he did indeed change it, I don't know if, I don't know if that sort of you know pushing on was just a sort of instinctive thing from the players, or whether they've been intentionally sent out to do that. I like to think it's the latter. Rafa Benitez has pulled them back a bit because, as much as I thought and I did feel there was a mistake in this Arsenal defence tonight, I'm really annoyed that we didn't try and exploit that 
and pressing them like we were doing after 20 minutes might have been it, might have been the way that we exploited their, their potentially weak defence. Bernd Leno has kept his second consecutive, sorry, his, the first time he's ever kept back-to-back -back clean sheets this season. I think that's across all competitions and I think he's played, you know, 20, 30 games. So it, it shows you that, yes, he's, he, he can get a, keep a clean sheet, but he's also, him and the defence are prone to conceding. So I'm very disappointed that we didn't knock on the door enough, which is which is you know very disappointing, and maybe that comes down to the the fact it's fresh after an international break. Um, Almiron and Rondon have travelled a lot. Uh, Yedlin's travelled a lot. Um, there was a few mistakes in him tonight. I thought Richie was very good um, towards the end of the first half, actually, which I've, I've neglected to mention. He was a Lacazette shot. I think that that. You know, Richie got back. Had the, he, he did a dumb it really. <laughs> he did a dumb it. He had the anticipation to get back on the line as an extra measure of defence. And not only did he head a Lacazette shot away, he actually like you see the replay. He actually, he actually directed the header wide. It wasn't just a get a head in or face in or anywhere. It was actually a very measured defensive clearance, which. Thought was brilliant and great insight. And again, you know, he, Richie worked worked very very hard. Again, he had mistakes in him tonight, but he he was he was working very very hard. Um, again, second half, the opening twenty minutes or so was, was very much second verse same as the first. We were struggling to retain possession. We couldn't get out of our own half. Loads of errors, pass wise, and it was just a it was just a, a struggle. It was a it was a real chore to watch, and you know Hayden got a knock, and you're thinking he's probably coming off soon. And after about I think it was about 50 minutes ago, 75 minutes, uh, Key came on, and then Perez came off, and Muto got put on, and 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 I'm pleased about that. I'm, I want to see more minutes for Key. I would like to see more minutes for Muto as well, because Muto's a player who started out very promisingly, but. As being a sort of bit part player, he had that great, you know, he had that great game at Old Trafford, but then just kind of fell off a cliff, and we didn't sort of see him. And he's a player who has the attributes, I think, to, you know, to contest for one of those um, attacking midfielder roles, where which currently Almiron and Perez are first choice. So I think he's one of those players that could and should be vying for one of those positions. So I'm glad to see he got some minutes. Hossley wasn't even on the bench today. Um. Shelby, I thought, might have come on to help that passing. Key was obviously elected to come on to, you know, to try and get some momentum um, with possession. But do you know what it is? Like, I, I, just, I just think that it was crying out for John Joe. We were struggling to break them through, going the usual routes down the wings um, and, and, and Rondon holding the ball up. What we probably needed is, is, is it was a John Joe just pinging balls over the top for for Almiron if he tucked in or you know looking for a looking for a, a you know a glancing header from from Rondon. So, but it it wasn't a B. But I mean you know looking, it was always going to be a bit of a um, a bit of a free hit tonight. Um, we. We've done a lot of the hard work. The comeback against Everton was fantastic. Comeback to draw last minute against Bournemouth. They were the games that matter. Those are the games 
that um, that really matter. And I'm just going to get reaction from Rafa Benitez. Okay, so Rafa's post-match interview there, just talking about... Basically, he's outlining just how much quality Arsenal have and how, how it was always, always going to be difficult for us to do much in this game. I think he, he also pointed to the fact that Arsenal were very, very good at pressing and retaining possession when Newcastle were attempting those counter-attacks. And I think, you know, it ties in a bit with what we were trying to do in terms of sort of like regaining, you know, ball, ball recoveries. They were all over us. Um, their midfield and it really really hampered us I think we really struggled from the defence to attack transition tonight he also said once when asked about you know should you be doing more in the final third and he said look we've been this isn't about tonight we've been talking about this all season this is when you spend 40, 50, 60, 75 million pounds on attacking players and he's, he's not wrong this is the price of quality in the Premier League we're not going to be appeased by a single £21 million player. It's not enough. And I think he's being playing there. And I think he can afford to be, um, you know, vocal about this because we and the club obviously want him to sign a contract. I'd like to think Mike Ashley wants him to sign a contract because he knows how much value Rafa has. He's papering over Mike Ashley's cracks, but if he doesn't have the money to do you know, to perform with, to compete with these kind of teams, it's going to be very difficult. We know that Rafa Benitez wants to perform well against his peers. And he's had some great results against teams in the top six, all of them at home, by the way. But I think there's just, yeah, there's a huge disparity in the squad and we talk about it almost every time because almost every squad we come up against has spent more than us. You know, even Fulham, who are on the brink of relegation, you know, have spent... I think net spend was about 85 million more than us. So they're the margins. Like we, we, we aren't playing the game. We can't expect to win these games. We've got Palace next on Saturday. And then the following Friday will be away to Leicester, which I will be at. Um, so I'll be giving you, I'll give you a, a match report then, you know, live from the King Power. Um, which is a little treat for you all. But yes, I think ultimately tonight it was, it was sort of a losing battle. And when we did start to try and turn the screw just a little bit, Key had a shot on, 80th minute, on the 80th minute and Muto was getting busy. You know, Almiron got clear and tried to pull a ball, a nice ball in for, for Rondon, but it was well read. Again, Mustafi's just one of those players who just definitely has errors in him. Um... Not for me, he's not really a top six defender. I don't think he's that good. But yeah, we we, we didn't do enough in the final third to trouble them, and then obviously they they made it two nil. Um, you know, towards the end of the game, uh, with about ten minutes left, Lacazette ball got played to Lacazette, and he's played this looped layoff. I mean, it's a shocking layoff. He definitely, definitely doesn't mean a layoff to go twenty yards in the air and land on the head of Aubameyang. But once Aubameyang's there. He's completely unmarked, he's completely unchallenged, and he just had to head it past Lascelles, who we all know doesn't have um, that, that turn of pace at all that maybe some other defenders do, or certainly Lacazette does. And Lacazette's headed it, like, looped this, this layoff off, and he's got so lucky. 
and followed his run and he's and he's then Dubravka's had to come out because Lascelles is absolutely nowhere. Nobody's challenged uh, Bamiang. Dumont hasn't followed Lacazette's run properly. Dubravka's in no man's land. Lacazette lobs the keeper and it's 2-0 and game over and that's it. Although I think we got very, very lucky later on. Um, again, there was a cross that came in that was past Dubravka and Richie was there with a really, really important header. His second very, very essentially goal-saving header of the night. And I'll give Richie Man of the match for, for his effort and, you know, for two moments of tangible quality because, to be honest, it was, it was pretty lacking tonight from everybody. There wasn't really much to choose from. Um, they got very, very lucky by having a second goal disallowed from a corner whereby um, Dummett and Lacazette and Dubravka were embroiled in some sort of, you know, tussle. And it, Dubravka, I think what's kind of happened is Dummett has pushed pushed Lacazette into Dubravka, which meant that Dubravka couldn't save it properly. He's come off the inside of his gloves and then gone in. And the referee's, you know, given a, a free kick for it. However, I think we've got away with that one and it probably should have been 3-0. But the first disallowed one... Yeah, shouldn't have stood. It was a clear foul. I'm going to end it there. I don't think there's much more to say. Palace is the big one at the weekend. Three points there, and we're absolutely laughing and buzzing, and we can, you know, give it a real go against Leicester, who are a bit stop-starty. I've, you know, have performed well in the last couple of games under Brendan Rodgers, but things to happen there. But I think against Crystal Palace... It's a game, as long as we don't concede any penalties, because Milijevic <laughs> is just all over it, isn't he? Seems to get a penalty every other game. Absolutely insane numbers. If we can not give away a penalty against Crystal Palace, I do back us to win. And I, I, I just... It would just make things... Every, everything just... There's no need to get bolshy after tonight. There's no need to get you know too disheartened or angry. We're coming up against a... a yeah, man, they brought on a £60 million striker in Aubameyang. Do you know what I mean? They brought on Mkhitaryan. It was sort of worth about £35 million. You know, these players are more than our matchday squad combined those two substitutions. So it's, you know, what are you supposed to do? And that seems to be Rafa's sentiment as well. I've been Adam of the Two Network. Please subscribe. Please rate. Please like and share with all your friends as usual and tell people about it. Um... Really appreciate your comments below as well. Let me know what you think and what you think we'll do against Crystal Palace at the weekend. I've been Adam the Toon Network. Cheers. Bye. Bye. <laughs>